joy to worship with you today, wherever you are. BCC family, I miss you. I just gotta say, I can't wait for us to be able to worship together. But I'm just so excited for the new friends. I'm excited for the opportunity that we have the truth. We're still able to celebrate and worship in spirit and truth right now. There's nothing worth more that could ever come close. Nothing can compare your living home. Your
Thank you. 
to uh, the sponge outlet, they have donated uh, a, some uh, hand sanitizers that we have put into these little cool little bottles that you'll get when you come here uh, for that first worship service. And uh, this is really good stuff, 80% alcohol, and uh, it will keep you clean. So uh, we're excited about that. Special thanks to the sponge outlet out of Buffalo, New York, Steve-O and his little crew. Thank you for that. Um, we, hope, we hope that the comeback will happen uh, in June. We're hoping early June, but we'll just wait and see uh, for when that Sunday will be. All right, let's get to work. God is at work. And what he's doing is he's growing his people. He's, he's growing up his church. He's, he's growing us up in our faith. And uh, we are digging into uh, this letter from the book of Philippians. And uh, I trust, I, uh, we trust that you are hanging in there throughout this time. And what God is like pumping into your life is coming to life. It's making you stronger. It's making you better. It's making you bigger. It's making you like uh, mentally tough for the challenges that life throws at you. You know, I'm growing this garden. I mentioned that before. And uh, it seems like when I leave for a few days and it rains and I come back, man, those plants just seem to like have doubled and the green on them is insane. And the, 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 the stems and the, 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 the growth is thick. And uh, it's, it's incredible. It's kind of what should be happening in our life as we put the Word of God into our life. So I'm so glad you're here to do that with us. Uh, it's going to produce fruit in your life. It, it, it just will because the Word of God is powerful and it's, it will change you. It'll transform you. And the more you work with God, the more you put in, the more you hunger, the stronger and the better it will move in you and change your life. Book of Philippians, Paul in prison, in Rome, writing to the Philippians, and he is sharing with them, like, here's how we live our lives as Christians. This is how we build good stuff into our life. And so we're in chapter 3, beginning in verse 12, and Paul's going to share with us a few things here to, to grab onto. Here we go. Verse 12, not... Paul says, not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind, straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Paul is sharing so much good stuff with the Philippians in this letter. Great letter. We've been in it for a while, but there's so much good stuff. And if you just read through one of these letters, you're going to miss a lot. But if you'll slow down and just think about things as you go, like we're doing on Sunday mornings, and you just pull out some of these awesome truths, and there's others that we aren't really touching on, but, but I'm trying to pull out the ones that are really, really good for us, especially now. There's some strength here. Paul is, is going to load onto them four more blocks of truth today. And, and, and these are tough truths, these are rock solid truths, these are focused truths, and these are nuggets of truth straight from heaven, like Paul reached up 
and, and pluck these right out of heaven. And, and they're like four people. They're four humans. They're for me. They're for you. God has given him these truths to share with the Philippians first and then with all of God's people. The question for us is really simple, though, as we get going. It's this, simple. Can we handle the truth? Can you and I, as we discover and learn the truth, can we handle it? Like, will we handle it correctly? Will we do something with it? What will we do with it? Are we going to apply it? Are we going to deny it? Or are we going to simply forget about it? Right? We're going to do something with the truth that we're going to discover today. We're going to either go away and say, wow, that was a nice message, good word, and then not even think about it again. If we want to get the most out of God's word as we discover it and as we read it and as we study it, then we have to think about it after today. We have to be, be very deliberate and intentional about thinking about the things of God. And so if you're taking some notes, I hope you are, maybe writing in the side of your Bible, which is completely legal. There is no penalty for writing in your Bible. When Jesus comes, we go to heaven. The, the, the paper isn't coming with us, okay? The Word of God is Jesus. What we have here in a written form is a tool for us to use, to grow with, and to learn from as God speaks to our hearts. So four things to build your life on. The first one is this, Paul says, take hold. That's what he says. Simply take hold. Verse 12, not that I've already obtained this, all this, or have already arrived at my goal. I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. So Paul is just simply being honest here. He's saying, oh, look, I haven't arrived. I, I'm not there yet. Like, I'm, I'm not, I haven't, I haven't gotten to my goal. I'm not at the finish line. This is Paul, like, just simply being humble. And he's saying the goal is still out there in front of him. He's still moving toward the goal, just like just like I am, just like you are. He, he's, the goal is the big question, though. He, so that, that's what he's raising here is he's saying, I'm, I'm reaching for this goal. And the question really is like, what's the goal? What is the goal? Well, the goal for people could be a lot of things, right? It could be a lot of things. You, you, you set goals and you have goals. But for Paul, for Paul, the goal is this. The goal is Jesus's will for my life. He says, I press on to take hold of that which Christ Jesus took hold of me. I am after, Paul's saying, the very thing that Jesus came after me for. That is my purpose. Why God saved me, why God called me, what he called me to, that's my purpose. I want to take hold of that. Paul is like, I'm not there yet. I haven't achieved perfection yet. I haven't reached my goal completely yet. But I am focused, Paul is saying, on taking hold of it. I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to seek it. I'm going to discover what it may be so that as I discover that for my own life, for your own life, 
Paul is saying, like, I want to then grab hold of it, walk in it, and one day hopefully fulfill it. See, that's a great word for you and me today. Take hold of God's will for your life. That's beautiful. That is so beautiful, isn't it? Take hold of God's will for your life. That is a nugget of truth to live by. Look at the next thing he says. Verse 13, he says this, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. Not yet there. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind. Okay, let's stop right there. Truth number 18, as we're moving through these truths, is this. Forgetting what's behind me. Now that's cool. So, so knowing I'm not there yet, I don't just obliviously go through life. I don't just simply ignore God's plan for or his will for my life. Paul is saying, I forget what's behind me. It's, it's a very, the idea of, of forgetting what's behind me for Paul is, is a, it's a general idea of forgetting. He's saying, basically, I'm, I'm going to forget about my blessings. I'm forgetting my accomplishments. I'm forgetting my sins even, which is a big one for us. I, I don't dwell on them. I, I'm not going to let them haunt me. Forgetting, forgetting is to, in a big way, avoid complacency. It's like not going to sit there and look at all of my accomplishments and think I've arrived. Or look at what I've achieved and think... I'm done, or I'm finished, or I've done all that I can do. It's avoiding stagnation in your life. It's, here's what it is. It's a wise forgetfulness, one commentator said. A wise forgetfulness. Not absent-minded, but a choice to keep living forward. Like all the things that we've accomplished, awesome. The things we're kind of bummed out about that we've done and have some regret, awesome, but we're going to forget about them. They're in the history books. They're wonderful. We can look at pictures that show us what we did. Cool, 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 but it's not over. I'm still moving forward. It's a choice to keep moving forward. A decision, it's a decision to learn from the past, from the past, to apply whatever lessons I can and then move onward, move forward, like a runner in a race. Think about a runner on a track race or in a marathon, not thinking at all about the track that they've already covered. All they're thinking about is the track still in front of them. Paul is strong with this because he says, look what he says, one thing I do. Like that's a strong statement. That's like, like saying this is critical. This is a critical thought to to moving forward with Jesus. It's a critical truth to build into your life, into your mindset, as you move forward with Jesus. This idea of forgetting what is behind. Don't let the past slow you down or trip you up. The devil is so good at shoving your past sins in our faces and saying, look, you'll never amount to anything. Look, you're no good. Look at your failures. And the devil wants us to look at those things. And God is saying to us today, forget that. There's so much more for you to do. You have experiences behind you, good and bad, failures and successes, that are all going to go into what God is going to do like next in your life. And that is a beautiful thing. Learn from it and keep 
moving forward. Paul says, forgetting what is behind. Look at the next thing he says. He says, forgetting what is behind. And then he says, straining toward what is ahead. Now, isn't that beautiful? I mean, that's just so beautiful. That's just such a good truth. And that's straight from like the Lord himself. He's saying, look, number 19, strain ahead. Like, don't put your effort, don't waste your time in what's behind you. Strain towards forward, like move ahead, go this way. And what straining is, it's like, you know what it is. It's like pushing. It's like reaching. It's like using your energy. It's the 225 pound weightlifter pushing up like 500 pounds and straining with every vessel in his body, right? Like his face is about to explode. That's a picture of straining. That's powerful, right? Are we working on our faith walk with that kind of energy? Are we working on putting in the truths of God into our life with that kind of intensity? That kind of energy, that kind of straining forward with God. Don't answer that. Just think about how you can. How can you and I, from, from this day forward, begin to walk with God, straining toward what is ahead? Not like, like not relying on ourselves. I mean, we can't do it alone. God wants to help us, but he wants us to be a part of the process. And we can do all that we can do physically to accomplish God's will in our life and around us and pray as hard as we can as if God is doing it all. And that's the, that's the two halves that have to meet together. Like us, me, doing everything I possibly can not to gain salvation or win anything like that, but simply to do God's will, to represent God in the world. And then praying to God as if it all depends on him. And when those two things come together, explosions happen, like good things happen, amazing things happen. I remember um, we had a cottage in Canada, uh, and we'd go there every summer. It was a great thing my, our parents did for us, and, and, and we had great memories of, of forts and, and wiffle ball and the beach and so many cool uh, memories from Canada. But we would, like, go to the ditch and catch frogs, like these big bullfrogs, you know, and we'd catch under rocks. We would catch, like, crayfish, right? And the thing about a crayfish is this. They, they're always looking forward, but they're moving backward, you know, like a lobster. They're looking one way, but they're going another. And these two truths that Paul is sharing with us are very simple. They tie together these two truths. He's saying, forget what's behind and strain toward what is ahead. And what Paul means by that is just that. Look forward and go forward. Don't take your eyes off of where God's leading you to see where you've been. There's no time for that. Have the memories. Talk about them with your family and your friends. But don't dwell on them. Move forward. There's more for God to do in your life. There's more for you to do in the world. There's more for you to do for the kingdom of the Lord. Fight for what's out ahead of you. You can't drive your car if you're always looking in the rear view mirror. You know what will happen? You will crash. And you can't live from the past. It's the devil's tool to defeat you. He's going to crush you with past mistakes. 
Don't let the past mess up your today and tomorrow. Paul says, very simply, strain ahead. I love that. That's beautiful, right? Next thing he says, verse 14, he says, this is the last thing he's going to say to us today, this last truth. He says, press toward the goal to win the prize. Now, we get this, right? We all get this. If you play any game, whether it's trouble or cards or uh, whatever it is, you know, spoons, whatever it is, uh, uh, nerds, or you play basketball, football, baseball, whatever it is. If you're in any kind of thing like that, we know the goal. We know this as people. The goal is to win. You win. If you lose, you shake it off, come back and try to win next time. And you just press on to win. That's, that's, we get this. Paul says that. Press toward the goal to win the prize. You have got to love what Paul is saying here. I mean, you just got to think about this. What Paul's saying, I press on toward the goal to win the prize. I'm not running to come in second place. I'm not coming just to participate in the games, just to get a little trophy that says you participated. That's not why I'm doing this. Paul is saying, I am in it to win it. I am going to go all in with the Lord, and I am going to press on, strain forward, forget what's behind, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to hold, take hold of what he took hold of me for, and I'm going to press on to win, to win. He says, I press on. What that is is forward motion, right? Press onward. It's straining for the end zone. It's, it's Rob Gronkowski with the ball going to the goal line, and he's not going to be denied. He's going in, right? It's, it's, it's Josh Allen leaping over the top, going in. It's Cam Newton flying over the cone for the, for the corner end zone. It's going for the, the prize. It's going for the points. It's going for the end zone. It's not falling up short. It's not coming up short. It's not surrendering. It's pressing on to win the prize. That's what Paul's saying. And there's intensity there, just like I hope there is right now. A sense of intensity. That there are things that God wants me to do in my life and things God wants to use you for that are intense. And they're to win the prize maybe for you, definitely for him, but maybe for those around you. That they have come up short and they need to win the prize. And God wants to use you to be like that blocker out in front to help them get into the end zone. I don't know, but God wants us to win the prize. Right? For which he says, for which God has called me heavenward. Now, this idea of heavenward, see the word there? Heavenward. Think about it. It's got two different ideas to it here. At least two. There's probably more. The first one is this. Heavenward is a place. Okay? It's a place. It's heaven. It's heaven where Jesus said that he was going to prepare a place for those who love him and faithfully serve him. He is preparing a place in heaven for you for after this world. Revelation describes it as the new Jerusalem. It shines with the glory of God. It is the holy city, the brilliance of precious jewels, clear as crystal. 14,000 miles high, 14,000 miles wide, 14,000 miles deep, a city of pure gold and individual mansions for all of those who are faithfully following Jesus, straining ahead, forgetting what's behind, taking hold of what God has taken hold of you for and pressing on to win the prize. Heavenward is a place don't ever forget that. 
That's what we're, we're charging forward for, heavenward. Secondly, it's a direction. It's not just a place, but heavenward is a direction. It's the only direction that a faithful follower of Jesus should be moving, should be going, not backward, but forward, heavenward. On earth, heavenward is our marching orders. Do you get that? Heavenward is our marching orders on earth. Isn't that cool? Moving heavenward, impacting everything around us with godliness, with, with the qualities and the characteristics and the attitudes and the mindset of God living in a person, you, living in me. As we represent God, we are moving heavenward, we are reaching for heaven, and we are helping others come with us. Oh my gosh, it doesn't get any better than this. There is nothing on the planet that you could ever do that would be as good as this, as close to as awesome as this is, leading as many people along the path in the same direction that you are moving. Paul says, what's behind me doesn't matter. Straining forward is my only goal. Pressing onward until I reach heaven is my only concern. And I love it. I love it. You've got to love that. In these days, in these days of this corona and the worry and the stress and the uncertainty, Paul says, put these four truths and the others that he shares in this book into your life and begin to live them. They are rock solid. They are great big nuggets of truth from God. And you can bank on them. You can live on them. You can die believing them and you will be fine. Look what he says. Look at them. Look at them. Great big nuggets of truth. Take hold, he says. Paul says, take hold of life. Take hold of the purpose that Jesus took hold of you. Just take hold of God. Grab on and you better hang on for dear life because he's going to take you for the ride of your life. You're going to be like a, like, a, like a little kid hanging on to a dog's tail. Or you're going to be like that, like, like that, that little uh, doggy doll, you know, stuffed animal that your, 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 your little one, Elamia, does. You know, swings around and she carries it everywhere she goes. And that dog is hanging on for dear life. That's what you need to do. Just take hold and hang on. Second thing he says, forget it. Forget what's behind you and go. Go for it. Forget what's behind you. Third thing is strain forward, keep moving with all your energy forward. And the last thing is, and we're gonna press on, we're gonna press on toward the goal, heavenward, heavenward. That's where we're going. We're moving in that direction, and that's gonna be the prize one day. Well, I hope, I hope you'll have a great day. I pray that you'll stay safe. You'll keep looking forward, not just to heaven, but to what's next as we move through this time in our world, in our country, and what's going on around us. There's, there's light at the end of the tunnel. We're going to get through it, and God is going to see us through, and then God is going to use us to do great things. I want to be ready for that. I hope you want to be ready for that. Find ways to apply these truths to your life. Meditate on them. Think about them. Write them down. Write them on your hand. Think about them at least this week. Just think about those truths. How can I take hold, right? How can I forget about what's behind? How can I strain forward? And how can I press on to win the prize? God, I pray that you would help us to, to put your word to, into our lives and then let it come to life in us. Let it grow and bear good fruit. Fruit that others can see. Fruit that others can pick. Fruit that others will be encouraged by. 
God, we want to be used by you. We love you. We give you thanks. Protect us. Keep us safe. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all have a great week. Okay, have a great, great week. God.